Hey guys, so I uh, just wanted to jump in before we get this started with this podcast. I'm super excited about this one. This was with um, Tim Hinton and the Marching Roundtable. It's a podcast I've been listening to for a really long time in my other life. Uh, so super excited to be able to contribute to this. Um, thank you guys for listening so much. I'll um, We're actually starting a new series pretty soon. We know we've been radio silent for a while, but we're super excited to get started again. So um, yeah, check this podcast out. Um, I hope it brings some value to you and um yeah, let me know what you thought. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Marching Roundtable Podcast brought to you by MarchingArtsEducation.com. This is Tim Hinton. Thank you so much for listening. On the line today with me, Paul Garza. Paul, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being here. So we're going to talk about utilizing social media on a budget. Everybody needs to get more out of their social media. We've done a lot of webinars and podcasts and things about it. I hope everybody will check those out. But you have some more interesting information I think will be helpful to people. So thanks for contacting me to talk about it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for thanks for following up. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so where are you in the world and what do you do in the world of marching arts? Um, so I've got a couple things going on um, in, in this world as, as far as social media goes. I actually own a social media agency in Midland, Texas, um, where we deal with all sorts of businesses. But in the um, in the marching arts side, I'm actually the executive director for a group called Compass Drum and Bugle Corps. Cool. Um, we're in our second year of sound sport this year, so we're super excited for being in uh, year two. So, congratulations! So you're Thank in Texas. You. Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. And thank you for sharing some of your social media expertise with us. Um, and you said you've been listening to the podcast a good while uh, from sort of near the beginning. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, of course. It's been it's been great. I'm, you know, I'm super excited to be on the podcast. I've seen some very, very uh, big names um, <laughs> on this podcast. So it, it's kind of surreal for me right now. Cool. Well, thanks for being here. You can you can brag that you're right up there with everybody else now. So that's cool. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not sure we bring that much notoriety, but thank you for saying that. That's awesome. So the idea about um, social media on a budget, where would you like to start that discussion? Um, well, I, you know, kind of, I want to tag on cause this kind of tagged on from, um, a podcast you did a while back. I cannot remember for the life of me, uh, the person's name that was on it. Um, but you guys were talking about content specifically. Um, and, uh, it was really good information and I love the way that that was presented. Um, while I was listening to it, one of the things that really, you know, popped in my head that I talked to a lot about is the other side of the social media side where, content is being distributed pretty pretty normally like people understand that side but i think the part that a lot of people miss out on is the conversing on the other side um and you know the phrase that i kind of have coined for a while now is um we use the words social media so nonchalantly these days we've forgotten what that first word means um hmm. and so yeah. And as I've really gotten, you know, dove into it and, you know, this is now year three of actually being in the social media world from coming from the outside. Um, it's something I've noticed that a lot of companies are missing out on. Um, and this includes, you know, music schools, uh, you know, nonprofit organizations in the music industry. Um, I don't think we, we, we talk to people enough, um, or respond to people. Um, so yeah, the whole thesis on the subject is I just feel like we're not conversing with our community enough as a whole. Yeah, it's interesting. I think we're a lot of people are good at creating content and sharing it, but you're right, being a part of the conversation. And of course, that can be 
that can mean a lot of things online because there's a lot of sort of ranting, crazy conversations that go on online. Absolutely. But I think also it's fun to be a part of a conversation about something you love. Like if you're talking about somebody's show or some, some new idea that somebody's doing or somebody's costumes or whatever, there's so many different things to talk about. So you're saying that businesses can help to get more out of their social media and promote themselves if they do more of this sort of conversation part. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, and I sent this gigantic, well, it's sort of gigantic, it's a five point list, um, kind of just in different things that, you know, organizations can do. Um, and one of the big things, you know, and it, specifically for the marching arts and kind of what we've done at Compass, um, you know, our first year we had no budget. Um, there wasn't a lot of capital that was placed into it. And so we really had to kind of go into this guerrilla marketing, hand-to-hand combat kind of thing. And um, the way, you know, one of the things that we did pretty early on that was probably our most successful, you know, campaign was we would um, we would go onto Instagram and, you know, anybody can open their Instagram apps while they're listening and check this out. If you go to Instagram and start searching for locations, um, you can search by city. You can search by, for us, we did the stadiums that like BOA competitions were being held at. Um, and we would go into those stadiums and we would see all the posts from the students and the directors and the parents. Um, and we would just talk to them about how their show went or complimented their guard uniforms. Or if there was a video clip, you know, we, we would say something about an effect moment that we thought was really neat. Um, and it really helped kind of bring awareness to our organization as we were, you know, contributing to their, um, you know, their excitement that they were feeling that day. Um, and it was very neat how that played out because, you know, we had a lot of students and I think I said this in a word document, um, that would, you know, screenshot a drum corps, you know, quote unquote, second year drum corps, um, a screenshot our comment to them. And then they would post that to their page because they just thought it was super cool. Um, and it was really neat watching that play out. Um, and that's just, you know, that's one example, but, um, at the end of the day, I think it's always, it's for me, it's always about that. Um, I, I always use the metaphor of like being at a party. Um, if you're at a party standing in a corner talking about yourself the whole time, like eventually people start leaving. Um, and then what, but if you go and walk into a conversation and actually contribute to it, um, you actually, you know, you tend to make more friends that way, you know, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. I mean, the great advice they give anyone is to ask someone about themselves. Everybody likes to talk about themselves. So if you're trying to meet someone or start a conversation with someone talking, some asking them about themselves. So you're saying that you can correlate that here, um, talk about what they're doing or compliment them on something that they're doing. And that can start a, a conversation where they're going to feel good about that. A hundred percent. And, and, and I think too, it's, it's also, you know, it's also really important to understand that like when we're going into those situations, um, and even when we're posting content as well, like, I think a lot of, and I'm guilty of this a lot too, when we're doing that, like we always, we have a, a goal in mind, right? Like there's always something we're trying to do. Like we're trying to recruit students or a company's trying to make sales or, um, you know, whatever that situation looks like for the business. Um, and I think sometimes we need to pull away from that a little bit and just contribute for the sake of contributing instead of expecting something back. Um, cause I think a lot of people can see through that pretty quickly. It's like getting a sales call. We know why they're calling. <laughs> well, right. But if I'm having a conversation with someone and they know who I'm representing and it's a positive experience, then they're going to think about my business positively. A hundred percent. And you know, and exactly. And it's the same way we interact with, with other people as well. Like if I'm, you know, if I was talking to you on the street and it was very obvious that I was trying to get something out of you, um, you know, you would kind of pull back a little bit versus if I was just trying to have a conversation about, you know, how's your day going? What's going on? Like the, the dynamics of the conversation itself change. 
Okay, so I want to back up a minute. I want to make sure I understand this. When you're talking about locations, are you saying that when people are posting on social media, it says like where they are when they're posting? Is that how I'm searching? Yeah, absolutely. So if I'm, I'm opening my app right now, and if I click on the little magnifying glass and I go to search, and um, uh, let's see, like I'll since this is coming up, if I type in, um, let me see here, what is the name of the stadium in Dayton, Ohio? The UD Arena. So if I type in D Arena, oops, I can't type. Uh, yeah, if I were to type that in. And obviously, there's not going to be a whole lot that's going on there right now um, uh, as far as our world goes. But if I type that in, I'm already seeing – well, and I'm already seeing some stuff. Um, this is from 2015. Um, these are the top posts, um, some Winter Guard stuff. But, for example, if I'm trying to recruit you know, Winter Guard students that are going to be in Dayton, I would open this up. I would go to this arena, and I would just watch all day. And as new posts were posted, I would you know, contribute to their conversations. Um and I mean, it's such a neat way to kind of get uh, noticed by that individual as well as anybody else that may be interacting with those posts. Um, and you can search, like I said, the arenas, cities, stadiums. Um, I mean, there's so many different options you can do that. Hashtags is another way, too, but we can get into that here in a bit. <laughs> right, but I, I think that you're right. Th thinking of searching for conversations to have based on where people are, it makes perfect sense when you explain it, but I'm not sure it's something that people tend to think about. So if, if you know that an event's going on somewhere, um, then you can follow those conversations and perhaps contribute to them. And that's how people can find out that you exist. Yeah. It's, it's almost like it's being there digitally, basically. Um, and I, that's the best way I can, I can think about that. It's just, it's like, you're, you're trying to contribute. It's like, even if you can't actually be there, especially for like us in Texas, getting to Dayton's a little more difficult <laughs> than, you know, someone up in uh, Indianapolis, for example. Um, but it, it's a really neat way to kind of contribute to that and, and be present in the digital landscape, um, in, in all, all across the country, right? It can be literally anywhere, which is the cool part about this. It's one of the things I love about the internet these days. So how am I making sure that my comments are relevant or how can I be a part of the conversation? Are you saying that people are maybe going to post a picture of their uniforms or are you, are you searching those groups to find out about them as you're talking? Like, how are you actually making that happen? I think the more context you have um, is, is always helpful. Obviously, you know, if you know about the group, it's obviously you can contribute more to know more about them. Um, if, if obviously if it's a uniform you like, um, you know, and I, I think I said this in the document I sent you as well, that, you know, one of the things that I think is super important that it, it can't be um, a super genetic comment. Um, Cause again, we see right through that stuff. I get, we get comments like two fire emojis and we ignore them. Like I'm, I, I know what's going on there. I appreciate that they're trying to get their name out, but it doesn't provide any value to me as an, you know, an Instagram page or to any of our followers, but things get very different whenever I say something very thoughtful. Um, like saying, like if they posted a video and there was a neat effect moment in the winter guard, um, that I really enjoyed, like saying something about that, if the four really impressive like say something about the 45 um you know if you enjoyed the um the the props that they were using like mention the props and say something about that and like really be engaged with what they're doing versus just being there for the sake of being there um because i think some people get caught in that trap sometimes and i think <laughs> if people are actually posting pictures or videos or whatever from where they are it's not hard to have something cool to mention you know like that doesn't strike no, me as being really hard to do it's really not 
it's not and it's not necessarily that it's difficult i think it's just sometimes people get again like we we're talking about before people get caught up in what the agenda is um and then they they forget that, like they're contributing not taking if that makes sense <laughs> no i think that may be the key takeaway so far is just to to be contributing and being being a positive uh part of the conversation and not not necessarily making it about you and and like i said um then people are going to just say oh well who is this person who i'm really liking and what are they doing and i'm going to think yeah. positively about them yeah and and over time you know the this and, and then probably one of the biggest themes is that it, this all takes time right like you're not going to post one comment on one person's post and then all of a sudden you're going to get you know a hundred people showing up to your auditions like that's not how it works um, and most people understand that um, it's just a it's just a long, long term, like being around, being aware. And the longer you're doing it, the more comments you're making, um, you know, the more impact it has over the long term. Um, there's a um, there's a, a podcast that I follow uh, pretty closely. Um, and the guy was talking. He calls it the dollar eighty uh, strategy. Um, where it's you provide your two cents every single day to as many people as possible until, until you get to a dollar eighty every day. <laughs> um, and if you do the math, that takes some time. Um, and it's a really interesting way to look at it as it's not just one comment. It's, you know, the 90 something comments that you've got to make every single day for it to really make an impact over time. Um, and yes, that's difficult, but I mean, when you've got no money, like you got to hit the ground and hustle, you know? Well, and the other thing that's interesting to me about this is it sort of strikes me as being another way to look at brand building, because mm -hmm. that's sort of like, if you're, if you're starting, like you said, you started a young drum corps, you're trying to get that brand out there, let people know who you are. That's, you know, the same kind of thing, letting people know you exist and having positive interactions with you makes them aware of your brand. Absolutely. And the, the, I think the key thing you just said was the positive interactions. Um, that, that's really what it comes down to. And it's how we interact with students on a day to day basis, right? Like we're trying, like when I speak to a student, like I, I don't expect anything out of them except for them to just leave that conversation, like feeling better about their conversation with me. And I hope that that's what we try and do as well on online, that when I in, insert ourselves into a conversation, that that person that sees that just feels good about it and doesn't feel like I'm trying to get anything out of them. Yeah, we can. Everybody can can tell what your intent is or what, what your point mm -hmm. of view is. So you mentioned hashtags a minute ago. I got to tell you, that's confusing to me. Um, I know how to use them to an extent, but is that another way, obviously, that we can like search for things or make yourselves a part of a certain conversation? How does that work? Yeah. So in in my opinion, hashtags, especially on Instagram and Twitter, I mean, they are the the lifeblood of that platform. Um, it is the the back end pipelines that make the whole thing really, you know, discoverability exists because of hashtags um, if you're not spending money there. So one of the things that can, you know, we do all the time. So if I when I search hashtags, um, if I type in hashtag, let's say drum corps for the sake of consistency here um, and I type in that, uh, go to the hashtags and type in hashtag drum corps, it will pull up the um, uh, the top. You can go from top and you can go from recent, and usually I will go over the recent tab, and you can see all of the posts that people are making with the hashtag where they've added the hashtag drum core to it. Um, and the same thing applies. I can go on and I can comment on you know all of these 
uh, posts. I can like them. I can say something like I'm looking at a TN marching. They have an indoor group here. Uh, they posted about an hour ago in Tennessee and they've got some neat little pyramid prompts. I don't know what that is. I would watch that video and kind of figure out some more of what's going on there. But again, it's just inserting that ourselves into this conversation of just people using that hashtag. And there's a lot of intent there as well. When someone's posting hashtag drum corps, there's a reason for it. Um, you know, it's, it's super specific. There's, you know, someone from that's doing selling real estate is not going to be in that hashtag, you know, they're not going to be posting hashtag drum corps. So it's a really cool way to kind of really dive into the industry that you're interested in. Um, and that takes a lot of research because there's an infinite amount of hashtags. And so understanding which ones are really popping, which ones have the most amount of, um, follows and posts that are happening is a really good way, uh, to dive into those conversations. And it's also a really cool way for you to put yourselves in those conversations as well with your own content. When I when we do a post, I'll put hashtag drum corps and make sure that we're getting into those posts as well. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So t spending some time to figure out which which hashtags are most popular or might be most appropriate for your group. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a really neat tool that people can actually use for this. Um, it's a it's a website. I believe it's called hashtagify. Um, and I can't remember exactly if it's like hashtag dot FY or, um, but if people just Google hashtagify, it's, you can actually search for hashtags and see the analytics behind the individual hashtags and see which ones are used the most, um, you know, how many posts are going. And then it'll also help you connect with other related hashtags that are being used in conjunction with those as well. Um, very neat tool for people to kind of jump in on and, and check out if they've got the time for it. Cool. All right. I'm loving this. This this all seems very practical and helpful. So, Paul, this is exactly what, what we wanted this conversation to be. So loving it so far. So what about Facebook groups? How do you, how do you navigate that world? Cool. So that one's a tricky one these days. Um, <laughs> the, um, you know, in Facebook groups um, for, for us, and especially just with the demographics that exist on Facebook versus Instagram, um, I don't spend a whole lot of time on Facebook, um, these days just for our recruiting purposes. Um, but for, um, for people that are, you know, maybe an all age group, this would probably make more sense for them. Um, for those of us in the drum corps world, we're very aware of Facebook groups. I think, um, most of us are in some sort of, uh, you know, drum corps Facebook group. Um, but it's the same thing applies. I think if, if you join one of these groups and people are having conversations and I think it's, it, it, it can mean a lot for you to jump in and join these conversations. Now, as I say that, I think it's very important to be careful about which conversations you jump in on because, um, obviously, you know, on Facebook, there is, a you know, we're, there's a lot of controversial stuff that gets posted in these Facebook groups because, um, some people just, decide that that's the conversation they want to have. Um, but there, there are a lot of good conversations to kind of jump in on. I mean, people are posting audition stuff and just being the person to jump in and say, you know, I hope things go well, I'll share this for you. And then like actually sharing it could mean a whole lot and build community in that world. Um, it, but it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing applies jumping in and joining in these conversations, um, makes a lot of sense. Now for recruiting purposes, that's not something we necessarily do. Um, Facebook has skewed older in the past four or five years. Right. Um, past the age out limit for the most part. Um, it's something that's actually been very interesting uh, over the past two or three years is um, most of our members don't have Facebooks, um, which was really uh, interesting for us to kind of 
try and navigate and trying to shift everything over to Instagram. Right. Um, and it's been really interesting, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think the same things apply, but I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway again, I, I think was just being careful about which ones you join in on. Um, because there are, there are conversations that I think when you're building an organization are probably best to stay out of. Well, I would say that there are a lot of conversations on Facebook yes. that I consciously choose to stay out of, even though I have yes. an opinion, because I know that that's not going to be productive. And it's interesting you talk about the age group thing, because, see, for me, with Marching Arts Education, we are skewing older because we're looking for um, educators, professionals, parents, whatever. So that's definitely more Facebook. And as you said, Instagram is much more for, like, high school, college, younger age. So you do have to know sort of who you're searching, who you're wanting to get hold of. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and it's funny, you know, I, um, I, I, the Instagram is actually very interesting because there are a lot of younger, um, uh, people that are engaging on that platform. However, it actually does skew into the older thirties and forties. Instagram is sure. actually pretty powerful for that age as well. Um, just for people to, you know, understand it's not just for kids. Cause I hear that a lot. <laughs> right. But the point being that Facebook is sort of less for the age group that you're trying to attract at this point. That makes sense to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. You also mentioned Twitter advanced search. Do you want to talk about that? What in the world is that? Yeah. So Twitter advanced search is very, very cool. Um, it, uh, so talking about the platform itself for a moment before we jump into that, the Twitter is interesting because it's, it's very fast paced. Things happen. Um, while events are happening, people are tweeting. It, it's just easier to do that versus like, you know, Instagram where you have to pick a picture and then do the comment and then, or the caption and then pick your hashtags. Twitter people are just, you know, they're vomiting their thoughts basically. Um, and this, <laughs> it, it, it's so interesting watching this happen. You know, one of the, some of the biggest spikes of Twitter activity happening during sporting events, um, during the commercials of sporting events. And so, um, we utilize that a lot, but in, for the marching arts world, um, I can see this being very, very useful during a, you know, I, it, the biggest event I can think of in drum corps world, if we're DCI finals, for example, I'm Twitter is exploding during that time in between the shows. And so if you go onto the Twitter advanced search and you can just, you Google Twitter advanced search, um, and it'll pull it up and it's a separate like backend page that you can't really reach from the Twitter page itself. Um, and this has to be done on desktop, by the way, for anyone listening, you can't do it on your phone. Um, but if you go onto your desktop and you type in Twitter advanced search and you can pick the, uh, you can type in the location of where you want it to be, what city, um, how far away you can go from as, you know, a hundred miles away down to five. Um, I've never gone lower than five, but I'm sure you can, um, at miles away from the location you've chosen. And then you can, you can either just jump into that, or you can also filter out based off of the hashtags people are using based off of the, the, uh, the specific, um, profile that may be posting if there's a specific profile you're interested in kind of conversing with. Um, and a lot of different tools that people just need to like play around with and, and dive into there's, I don't have a really like set way of this is how you should do it because there's so many different options on there. Um, but if I'm thinking about one specific, you know, drum corps finals, for example, um, I would, you know, Lucas oil stadium during finals, if I'm not able to actually be there and, you know, go within the one mile radius of Lucas Oil Stadium and just watch the tweets happen and then comment on every single one that comes in as many as possible. Um, cause I'm sure there are, you know, thousands of tweets that get made about DCI finals during that night. Um, and then just engaging with it. Like you're able to touch as many people as possible during that, that situation. I think it would be 
tremendous for some people to kind of jump in on that. Um, again, a lot of work because there's a lot of thoughtful, you know, comments that need to be made on all these, uh, these tweets. Um, but I, it, I mean, it's just super, super useful, um, and it can be used in a ton of different contexts. Okay, so just a minute ago, you mentioned when searching using the advanced search on Twitter, you said something about someone's pro the profile. I understand the context of what that means. Yeah, so one of the options you know, to filter out the different uh, tweets that you're seeing in that advanced search is you can actually type in a specific profile that you want to see tweets from. Um, what so do you mean? If, like, let's say I want to only see tweets that BD is posting during Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, or during the finals, um, I can type that in, in that being the specific profile, and then I will see all of the tweets that the Blue Devils are making at Lucas Oil. Oh, I see. So by you mean like that, like Twitter name, the Twitter yes. account. Yes, That's exactly. what you mean by that. Okay, I want to make sure yes. I understood that. So you can, if you just wanted to follow, or couldn't you just go to that Twitter page and follow? You could. Ha um, that That's one way to do that. I mean, and again, but whenever you're doing, you can also add multiple um Profiles or, or uh, profile. Prof what did you call them? Profiles. Pages? I call them accounts, but that's accounts. probably not the right name. Yes. No, I think Twitter you're right. names, handles. What the hell do they call them? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so, so I see what you're saying. I probably would want to be following more than one. Right. You can put multiple. Like if I want to follow the top twelve groups, I you know I can put in all of their Twitter handles um, and just look at their tweets um, during that time period. That's um, really yeah, interesting. And, I can totally see how. If you weren't there and you wanted to engage and if you also wanted to be a part of the conversation and be noticed, all the stuff we're talking about, that's really interesting. Um, and like you said, this doesn't cost you anything. It's, it's all of everything we've been talking about is free, which is what I love about it. Except for your time. Except for your time. But that's and, what you have to spend. Yeah. Exactly. And especially early on, like, uh, I mean, it's if you've got to put in the time to do this stuff, I mean, and that's how you build your that's really one of the biggest ways you build your following. Um, you, you have to engage. You can't just unless, you know, you hit the Internet lottery and you post something that goes viral. Um, it's, you know, building a building a following takes time, as I'm actually I'm sure you understand. You know, you've been doing the podcast for a long time and I'm sure you've seen that grow over time. Well, but I've also been having all of these conversations with experts like yourself about social media. And I can tell you in the last six months, I've learned unbelievable amounts and we're doing a lot of things differently. And I do think it's starting to pay off, but it's, it, and you know, the other thing, Paul, that's so frustrating is that it's constantly changing. Yes, it is. <laughs> so keeping yes, up, is. you know, oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, it's funny. I actually, you know, I have a weird mindset about this. I actually enjoy when they change stuff. Um, it means that to me, it means that they're 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 looking out for um, people's best interests. Especially, you know, I can't say that necessarily about Twitter um, or Snapchat, but I know the Facebook company, Facebook and Instagram. They're very careful about making sure that our feeds are relevant to us um, as individuals, um, which is incredibly important. Um, you know, I remember a few years back whenever the algorithm changed and, and business pages, organic reach just died. Um, there was a lot of complaints that came out of the industry because it was like, well, now we have to pay to get on them. Um, and that's not necessarily what was going on. Facebook was changing the algorithm because they noticed that businesses were abusing the organic reach and turning Facebook into a coupon page. Um, and they didn't want that for their users because Facebook, I think, understands that if Facebook loses its users, they have nothing. Um, and so I actually really enjoy whenever they make changes like that because it means that we can be 
um, we're forced as content creators or, you know, Instagram, you know, profile uh, account holders that we're forced to be more relevant. Um, and which I think is, I think it, it really, it's capitalism at its best in my mind. Like we have to be the best in content creators or, you know, engaging in these, um, conversations to really stand out. And it makes a huge difference, I think, because we've seen a lot of, um, especially when that algorithm change happened a few years ago, we saw a lot of pages that were abusing the organic reach start to go away. Um, and it was good for the platform, I think. Interesting. I got to take, that's the most positive outlook on all of that that I've heard in a long time, but I'm willing to go with it because I do think that ultimately you're probably right. And I, I agree with you. I think what I've learned in the last six months of having all these conversations is that I had to figure out how to do it better um, and, and stay more relevant. And so this is what we're talking about here. So this is all very smart, very helpful information. Is there anything about all of this you haven't mentioned yet before we end this thing? Um, I mean, not necessarily. I think it's just, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's just hitting the ground. If you, you know, when you start with, when you're starting something or if you're, you're given something that has a, a $0 budget, like the internet is 100% a place to do this, especially on, you know, on social media, it's, it just takes time. And I think, um, for me, I think the biggest thing is patience, um, for a lot of people. Um, I'm, I always, I'm always afraid of, you know, new clients that are starting a new business that they think that, because they created their Facebook profile or they created their Instagram page that they're going to get business immediately. Mm. Um, and that's just not how it works. It's not how it's ever worked. Um, it, you know, even before the internet, like it takes time to build trust. It takes time to um, really develop those relationships. And um, a patience is key in this entire thing. Um, there's no one thing that's going to make a big difference. It's, a, it's the cumulative efforts over time that make it happen. Well, that's great information. It's great to be reminded of that. And I love that you're reminding us to put social back into the social media and figure out how to be a part of the conversation and engage with people in a positive way to, you know, build our business or make ourselves get noticed or accomplish what our goals are. Paul, Absolutely. man, you, you are awesome. This is such a great conversation. Thank you so much for taking time to talk with me about it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me again. Like this is, this has been super cool. Um, I'm, I've been listening to your podcast for years now. So, um, again, super surreal. And I really, I really enjoyed this. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You were great. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Um, I hope it brought some sort of value to your day. Please let me know what you thought. Um, give this podcast a share if it brought some sort of value to you or someone you may know. Um, yeah, here for you soon.